Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. Hi, Aubrey. Hello, Dylan. (laughs) How are you? You know, finishing up school this week, so I'm feeling a little relieved. I am. I am. I need a month. Yeah. A whole month. I need a whole month. I know, because I have to squeeze you in to do these things. I know. Well, now we have a whole month to get them all done and put in, and we can have like 18 episodes. Oh, whoa. Okay. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> um, So today, we're going to be talking about a higher power. A higher power. A higher power. Yes. Bring me a higher love. Um, that's something very uh, talked about in the AA um stratosphere i would say yes um which is why i really wanted to bring it up on our show i love that interesting because Um, i've i've always struggled with the higher power part of the aa program for me that was always one of the most difficult things for me to grasp slash like really i like i understood it but like to kind of like make a connection with what they were really trying to say behind it i think was really a struggle for me because a higher power to me is like a control or this this thing that is out of my control that they can like intervene you know and that was always hard for me to like view because i was like how are they going to intervene intervene in my life like that doesn't make any sense yeah i think the premise of it is to like have something you can surrender a lot all of your you know woes and negative things to so you don't have to carry it per se yeah i think a lot of it a lot of god has to do with internal intention um Mm. and i think uh getting sober myself i never really like thought i was seeking a higher power until i really think back and i'm like oh okay there were times that I definitely was praying in a sense mm-hmm. um, when I was begging of the universe, whatever I was, you know, needing or wanting or, you know, want, you know, and you spoke the words out there yeah. and it was, it, it, that was your way of saying like, help me, whatever. Yeah. So I get it. I get that. I get the uh, aspect of having a higher power kind of takes off some of the stress on yourself to, you know, bring your sobriety to fruition when you're in that dark space of being Mm. drunk all the time Mm. you know i was always i would always pray like why do i do this to myself every day you know why am i blah 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 like help me like why can't i just stop feeling this way and then finally i get answers in the form of it's your drinking that's doing all this to you it's the reason you're the way you're acting and it's because you're hung over every morning is because you feel like shit every morning it's like it's it's starting your day off on a bad foot every day and you yeah. you just bring all that out and that's you know i don't know i i see where it could be comforting to say okay figure of whatever in my head or feeling you're going to take all of this stress off of me and you're going to hold it and you're going to take all these bad memories i have and you're going to hold it and it must be so comforting Mm. call it what you want call it god call it whatever and say god take all of this and you know so i don't have to hold it and carry it around that's all your intention 
of what you're doing is you're just unloading something onto a higher power mm. um, and asking for guidance and seeking help through them. Um, kind of sounds like a meditative process in a way as well. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't know if you've gone through those guided meditations where they're like, all right, now I want you to put your thought in a balloon and let that thought float away oh, yeah. into the driftness and let, yeah. let those like feelings just kind of lift off of you because like that's what meditation is about. It's about clearing yourself, about making yourself kind of a new whole clean person at that time, even though like things are going to come into your life again. And that's why you constantly meditate, but it's like bringing in that like cleanliness, cleaning out those dirty thoughts and bringing in new thoughts. Yeah. That's what the higher power is supposed to help people with. Mm. whether whoever they are <laughs> whatever whoever what it, it whatever make, it make is. it make it what it is that was one of the things that they always told me and you know people always make fun of all well, people want to make it the doorknob or whatever but whatever if, if that makes them happy who the fuck cares yeah let the doorknob be your higher power please like if that's what you need to uh stay sober do it yeah when I, I just finished that book uh we were talking about it last time uh from doreen virtue between life between death and life and it said in one of the chapters that god is not a he or she god is not a gender god is but a being a, a source of energy a source of light love and healing and that kind of spoke to me kind of comforted me because i always thought of god being you know a figure of a man or a woman whatever they are a figure of a human you know but God isn't like that in mm. in my head. It's and in other people's as well, but it's it's more of a more of a just a source, a feeling, and it's a guidance. And you know when you're doing right and when you're doing wrong because there is no such thing as good and bad. It's all intention. Because who's to say? I mean, good and bad is all perspective. I could say you could you could say, hey, Dylan, I bought um I bought all these poor kids uh notebooks for christmas from amazon and i did really good and i could turn and say no you did really bad because you purchased all those books from amazon and amazon does this this and this you know what i mean like good and bad we both are on the spectrum thinking we did mm -hmm. something good or bad every everything is a spectrum for people and people want to people want to think that their morality is more right than someone else's morality and it's a it's a human problem we love to think that we are more right or better than people it's a it's a natural thing for us to want to do and i i should not maybe characterize everyone in that light but i get it like we we want to be right but we really aren't we are just trying to figure out life at that specific moment and we can make decisions later on learning that okay maybe that wasn't a great choice yeah because how many times in your life have you done something and say like i'm doing something good or this isn't a bad thing and then years down the road you look back and say wow that was bad now mm -hmm. that i think about it like, i used to think drinking was great yeah i thought it was an okay like great thing to you know have loosen, great yeah. thing to do it's, I, I thought it was great for society. Let people drink because you know what? what but no, it's really not. It's really, really kind of destructive in my opinion. Yeah. Right now, I think it's a very destructive source in our society. And I think alcohol and alcoholism is something that we do not uh, take into consideration. It's too, mo it's too modernized. And especially working as a bartender and stuff like that. Still, mm -hmm. you know, doing it. And I have to 
totally take myself out of it when I'm doing that and just say, okay, this is just how you make your money. Mm-hmm. All it is. This is not who it does not define me. Does, but I still hear the conversations of people. And I, I especially noted it yesterday. I was listening to this woman. We were bantering back and forth because she had a long layover and she was at the bar mm-hmm. and um, she was talking. She clearly did not have a drinking problem. This woman had so much time and, in between each drink, I timed it out. She only had four drinks in like five hours because in between each drink, she would have a water. She had a Diet Coke. Um, she had a Virgin Bloody Mary at one point. She ate food. She ate a couple appetizers in between. Um, How much but, did this girl spend? I but, love this. Sorry. But, 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 but um, towards the end, she made a comment because um, I had to throw away a beer that was a dead beer that I put in the server well. Um, and she was like, oh, that's alcohol abuse. And I was like, oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. But I was thinking like, oh, wow, this woman clearly doesn't have a problem. But she's normalizing that idea that like everyone has a problem with drinking by making that comment. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But clearly, as I was her bartender and the one taking care of her, I could clearly see she did not have a drinking problem. And mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't judge her like that. Right? But but. She did not have the characteristics of someone who is an alcoholic. Yeah, I get that. Her I... husband was ordering multiple beers, but she paced herself in a lovely fashion that you you know you only see in those type B well, drinkers. And it's funny that you kind of bring that up. Even like someone who might not be an alcoholic still saying like, "Hey, don't throw that out." But yet we look at food and we don't finish our food and we don't judge someone for not finishing our, their food and throwing that away. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think that's a little bit more important thing to yeah. consider tossing out. Yeah. A bitch gotta eat. A bitch gotta eat. <laughs> a bitch don't need to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that that, that is, that is where our society is at though, is that we look at drinks as a more important factor to conserve and not toss out as opposed to our food oh yeah and especially because like like the the bar i'm working at now accepts like these vouchers that give them money um for having a certain card or whatever and everyone will use that money towards liquor sales because it's a it's allowed and Mm -hmm. usually you can't use like free money towards liquor and people love that they will come in and just get free drinks and that's it and that you know mm. prioritize drinking over having a meal before a flight or something like that or getting snacks they can use it towards that it's just interesting that we've come to this level and martin we're so normalized with the most destructive drug of all <sighs> how did we get here god apparently yeah well <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's uh it's sad to see but i guess that i guess that is i i i wouldn't say i guess like i don't know where i'm going with this um i do pray do you pray no i guess yes and no if you really break it down yeah everything's a prayer and everything that you say is a prayer um I believe prayer has intention and I believe prayer has a specific thing that you really are seeking for. But I mean, when we speak, I guess we are literally doing that. We are speaking into existence what we want. Yeah. But I would say a prayer has more of an intention intention for seeking wisdom or something or seeking help Mm. through yourself. Mm. So in that sense, do you pray? No, not really. I just kind of, I mean, yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. I did. I used to pray for the longest time because I was born and raised into that Christian mindset where you pray about everything. And I think um, as I grew out of that that religion of organized religion, I rebelled against that whole idea. And I, I didn't pray for a long time. And then one day I kind of just said, you know, I just went back to it, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I always used to phrase my prayers in different ways. I would always say, "And in Jesus' name, I pray, Amen." So I nixed got that part. That. I got that. Got rid of that part. Um, um, I used to always start with like, I "Dear think God," I said that too. I would always start with like, "Yeah, see, yeah," and I would always start with like, "Dear God in heaven, please, blah 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 blah." I got rid of that part, and you know, just kind of made it more of what's comfortable with me now. So I think seeking my my higher power in that way, our relationship has definitely grown because I had one when I was young, but it was a false God, I feel. Mm-hmm. And as I grew up, I had to distance myself from all of it for a minute and for well, for years. And then one day kind of come back into it and say, hey, I kind of do think um, there's something, some source that's mm. that could be of healing help to me. Um so I just started talking to them again and I noticed things would change and I could get synchronicities and realize and notice those things in real time. Um, and I, who's to say if that's real or not, but in my mind, that was, that is my God source showing me the way, Hmm. but I'm not per se religious to God. I don't like the idea of organized religion. I think God and everything is all, it comes back to our perspective. We all have a different perspective on everything. So God should be different to everyone's perspective. Therefore, how could we all speak of the same God? Mm. (laughs) No, I, I, you know, and for me, I guess my time or my thought of introspection is kind of just between me and my thoughts. I don't really pray to anything else. I kind of try to reason myself out of a lot of things and kind of talk it through in my head, which really sucks a lot of the time, but I feel like it does help me um, personally. And that's how I grow is like thinking about what I'm thinking about and also like what the implications are of that and how I can change, you know, this aspect of my life and this aspect and what what those different avenues are. I feel like I'm constantly analyzing that. And maybe that's my source of prayer is just like analyzation of my life. Interesting. There, are, do you can you decipher between the two voices in your head, like your oh yeah internal voice versus your guiding voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always know what like. There's always this one voice that's like deep down inside, like hey, like this sounds good, this feels good, but then there's always this other voice that I'm like, it's like no, like hey, listen, this is it's it's soft, it's sweet and soft, yeah. it's there, but it's not, it's never loud. Is that weird? No, I I have I had I still do have a hard time deciphering between the two voices in my head, but I do notice it helps whenever I can hear if it's saying I feel this way or you shouldn't be doing this, and then I hear the I versus the you, and then I kind of can get a grasp on which voice is which because mm. they do sound so similar in my head, but I do notice one kind of comes from like back here. Mm. And we'll use those like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's not right. You know that we shouldn't be doing that. And the other, Mm. whereas the other voices, I want that now. And I want to do that right in this instant. And I will need that for now because that's going to make me feel good. You know, I I never, I never, like, I guess I've never heard the differences of the I's and the you, but like thinking about it. Yeah, I do. I do hear the like, 
that I like this is this I should be doing this right now. I it's like no, you should be doing this right now. Yeah, I think that's where our like where our body's source is talking the ego to us, versus the yes. the it's the ego versus the unconscious mind. Sure, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think. Is that I don't know. Anyone out there that might know psychology, <laughs> please no, that correct make, me. No, that makes total sense though. Like uh there's a there's two things going on up in here. Well, the unconscious mind is the I. The unconscious mind mm-hmm. is like the like this is the wants and the needs and the all of this. While like the or maybe no, excuse me. I think the ego is that the unconscious mind is the use and the like you shouldn't do that yeah. or like these are these are the guiding thoughts. What your your internal perspective of right and wrong is. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah, it's the thing that uh, biasly like knows you, that's you who you are inside. That's the true you, the unconscious. It's mind. the v. It's the it's the source driving the vehicle. Yeah. Which is this yeah. body. Mm. I have and to tell myself that sometimes. I'm like, Dylan, you're okay. You're okay, Dylan. We need to take care of Dylan's body right All now. the time that you're okay. I say yeah. that to myself. You're okay. You're, you're okay. okay. Like, everything's okay. I'm like, Dylan, you need to go sit down. You need to drink water. Relax. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And you can pause and take a moment. And that pause can be as long or short as you need. But you're allowed to pause and just do nothing for a moment. It's so true, though. In all honesty, if you feel like not doing shit, don't do it. I do it at work. if Because if you're at, like, it's really helpful in the service industry because you have a micros or a POS system. And if you're at that system, usually no one's going to talk to you and no, do and mess with you. Usually. <laughs> usually. Um, but it's helpful to me if I'm at work and I'm getting swamped and I'm just bombarded. I'll just stand there and look at the screen for a moment and just breathe. Cause I know no one's going to mess with me in that moment. Cause they think I'm really busy doing something. They think I'm, you know, cause they, and they're going to give me that respect that I'm doing something and I am doing something. I'm taking care of myself for a mm-hmm. moment. I'm just breathing because there's 10 people screaming orders at me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to allow myself a time to pause and take a moment for myself right now mm-hmm. because I don't need all these external stressors that the world is creating for me that I, well, I'm creating through the world for me because it's all my perspective once again. And I have to remind myself that because it gets so easy to fall into those low vibrational energies where you're, and you can just bark back and just explode. But it takes a little higher vibrational energy to pause and say, no, no, no. I'm not going to do that. And this, you can even use that practice once you've already exploded. You, mm. you have the power to say, no, it's okay. Take a moment. We can get out of this moment. We don't have to feed that anger because anger feeds more anger. So if you can starve it right there, you'll, you're just going to create a subconscious cycle that is better for yourself. Anger is a secondary emotion. So if you can exactly. figure out where anger is stemming from, which is either it can come from fear it can come from hurt it can come from all of these other things but anger is a secondary emotion so you can stop it before you get angry yes it sounds weird and i feel like i know that like it's very very difficult to do Mm -hmm. but you can do it it is hard because especially in in our early sobriety and drinking days we don't want to think that there could be anything better than this and it's very disheartening in that sense and i think there's a good distinction of knowing the difference between anger and frustration 
Yes, absolutely. Very good. I point. think we don't we don't necessarily keep those apart. Mm-hmm. And fr- frustration is really something completely different from anger. Yes. And I think a lot of the time we are more frustrated than we are angry, but we use anger as that word that comes out. Yeah, I find vocalizing my emotions when I'm alone or even out in public helps a lot with stuff like that. If I'm starting to get frustrated, uh, I'm, I'll say it like I'm getting annoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting annoyed right now. I need mm-hmm. to I need to figure this out or just calm down, take a moment, mm-hmm. need to breathe. And it's helpful. What you need to do, it's like, what, are, what do you need to do at that moment to make sure you don't freak out on whatever it is? You know, whatever, whatever you're feeling. I, I have to do it every now and then we're like, there's like certain moments like we're, I, have you ever had those times where it's like nothing's really bothering you and then all of a sudden it's like someone's doing something and it just really gets oh, at yeah. you and you're like it, it, it could just be like humming and I you're like why i was on the train yesterday <laughs> listen to this i was on the train yesterday and it was an early train ride because i was supposed to get to the airport by like seven and there was a guy a couple rows back from me clipping his nails on the mm. train and i like to sit right up on the conductor so yeah, i'm like yeah. first cart first seat you're lo- you're like me yeah and all of a sudden when we stopped at like the 40th in colorado stop the conductor opens the door and goes hey hey pal and the guy doesn't look up and he just goes hey are you clipping your fingernails on the train and the guy looks up and goes uh yeah and I, I'm sitting front row, so I'm just like, <laughs> and I look up, and the conductor doesn't say where. He just looks at him and goes, huh, and then closes the door, and we continue on. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that guy feels that. That's He was so much more powerful with saying nothing and just looking at him and with the, huh, than, <laughs> than anything. It's, it's, uh, honestly, it's better than berating someone saying something because you just you're not necessarily throwing judgment at them you're just Mm -hmm. asking a question if he would have berated him i feel like he could have gotten angry and retaliated but since he just kind of looked at him and did the huh did he stop clipping his nails oh yeah (laughs) yeah he was done you know what's funny i actually got off the train went through security and saw him again after after security going to his gates he was um um what are they the ramp agent or whatever mm, they okay because he was all dressed up and with the socks so on. he probably clips his nails all the time on that train that's what <laughs> i was like ew and like i couldn't help but, like i couldn't help but like judge him based on that experience like when i saw him after security i'm just like ew you dirty nail clipper like let me at you <laughs> you nasty nail clipper what are you doing clipping them claws on a public train public transit with claws <laughs> flying everywhere <laughs> i should have tur- turned around and be like <laughs> got in my throat my eye <laughs> <laughs> you should have done it next time next time well aubrey thank god our higher power that we were able to do this episode but i do think that this is the end of Of times oh oh Uh, (laughs) the (laughs) the end of times yes yes i think this is it we're signing out forever (laughs) welcome to the apocalyptic gay Oh, Aubrey. With Sorry. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aubrey, where can people find us online? Mm, I think they can find us at thesobergay.com. Yes. And where can they find us on Instagram? If they go to the Sober Gay Podcast. Ooh, love that. Click mm. the follow. Oh, <laughs> yes. Follow, like, and subscribe. Ah, uh, yes. And where can they email us at? <laughs>
thesobergay <laughs> at gmail.com. Also, oh. you can support this podcast if you click the link in the description of this podcast. Um, not on the YouTube video, oh. I don't think, but in the description of this podcast <laughs> that you're listening to, you can find a little link and you can support <laughs> us at three different tiers. I believe a nine ninety nine cent tier, a four ninety nine tier, and a nine ninety nine tier. And we love you for that. If you want to get that nine ninety nine tier, we will give you a blowjob. Actually, no, we won't. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll figure it. We'll we will it. we'll give you a blow pop. A bl- I don't want to send people blow pops. I'll give you a figurative blow pop. Does that make sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Until next we'll time. Figure- <laughs> Stay, Stay sober, girl. girl. <laughs>